Welcome to The Power of Potential, a podcast hosted and produced by St. Rose High School in Belmar, New Jersey. The show is dedicated to helping parents navigate the world of private education while showcasing the potential of its students, teachers, and alumni. St. Rose High School has been empowering potential since 1923. Hi, welcome to another episode of The Power of Potential podcast. I'm Mariana Simon. And I'm Samantha Golding. I'm Pete Cassegrain. I'm the assistant indoor and outdoor track coach. I'm Caitlin Lavender. I am the head indoor and cross-country coach and the assistant outdoor coach. I'm Brian Theobald. I'm a junior here at St. Rose, and I'm on the cross-country, indoor, and outdoor track and field teams. Very nice. So today we're going to be talking about your winning season this year in indoor track as well as the cross-country season this past fall. So why don't we start with kind of describe yourselves and your background with running and track and cross country. Uh, I am a graduate of CBA. I attended Clemson University and did compete there. Uh, I still hold several records at CBA. Um, I did not want to coach. I was kind of coerced into it. Um, Caitlin and I have a very similar background because the the coaches that we ran under were absolutely unbelievable and they coached pretty much the same way which helps us you know work really well together but uh, I've been here since 2006 so it's been fun fun. okay um, I did go here to St. Rose I graduated in 2002 I was on three state championship teams for um, cross country, cross country, uh, we won three times in cross country. Um, I was witnessed a one outdoor track state championship, but I didn't compete on that team. I competed all all four years, but I was a freshman and didn't get to go to the state meet. And I really wanted to eventually have a state championship, and I'm lucky enough to have one here. I went to American University. I competed at American. And I also graduated from the University of Miami with a master's degree, but I did not compete at the University of Miami. I also did not want to coach, but the reason that I did not want to coach was because I felt that I never wanted to be put in the position where I had to leave a team. So I didn't want to, you know, volunteer or or do whatever and be somebody's coach and then get some kind of full-time job and have to leave coaching. So I started coaching probably, I think my first season coaching was 2009. And I was asked to coach. It was at a different school. I was asked to come volunteer and coach. And I said, why not? I had just graduated from graduate school. Um, My father had actually just passed away and coaching actually brought that happiness back out of me so I got addicted to coaching and eventually I was just like you know what I'm going to coach forever so I'm going to build my career around coaching and you're not going to no one's ever going to tell me that I can't coach so I'll probably coach forever she'll die here yeah I'll probably (laughs) coach forever so that's how I got going and now I'm here I've been here for six years I think at St. Rose so you started at St. Rose and then you came back to St. Rose yes yes and then Brian? Um, basically, so I've come from a very large running background. My whole family, basically, we're all runners. My uncle was an Olympian. My dad ran for Rutgers. 
Um, and basically, I was just thrown into running since I was probably in kindergarten, <laughs> running those peewee races at St. Catharines, and I've loved it ever since. Like, it's my favorite sport. used to play basketball, too, but I just never loved basketball like I did running, and running is just basically home to me, and I'll always love it. You think you're going to run in college? I'm planning on it, yes. Are you hopefully going to become an uh, Olympian like your, um, your uncle, you said? It's a very high standard, but that's always the goal in the back of your mind and, mm -hmm. like, the dream that you have. And I'll basically never stop working until it – or they just keep working until I go somewhere with it, you know? Yeah. I think even if you don't – like, I mean, I never ran track, but everyone that's an athlete can relate to that drive to want to always be better and live up to some expectation that you have either of yourself or your family has of you. Um, yeah. You agree? Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I I was an athlete in grammar school and stuff, but I just, like, never found as much of a passion for it as I did with, like, the arts and stuff. So then I threw myself into that, and I wanted to make that go somewhere. So, like, I could definitely relate with that drive behind doing what you love. Yeah. So um, how about, about this season? So you had a really good, strong season. Um, came out with uh, two state championships, Correct? Yes. Uh, with so both far. boys and so girls. Far. We're not done yet. <laughs> with the relays. So can you tell us more about this season and why you think it's different than those in the past? And like, Sure. Um, for me, I think personally the, the girls team is a lot stronger and a lot more dedicated than we've had in the past. Personally, I think that it's a bit of a struggle to get girls out and excited about being on a winter team when we have so many other strong sports in the school and I think this year the team really just came together we don't just have one really strong runner uh, Tilly obviously is a very strong runner but we have every person on the team contributing in the state relay meet every single girl on the team contributed in some way um, and not just being there for the team they actually scored every single girl on the team scored in the state Relay meet. Um, the boys team, I just think, was ready to win. We won cross country, the sectional, which was our end of the road state championship um, in 2020. And we had a strong cross country season. And I think the, the boys team was just ready to go and get something. Um, but obviously, it was a huge accomplishment to, to get both on the same night. So I think we were just, just needed it to come together a little bit more. What do you, you want to add? It, it was. Uh it was a little harder this year. Uh, the boys had a lot of attitude because our cross-country season didn't quite end on the note we wanted it to. It was good, but it wasn't great, and they didn't forget that. And um, they walked into this meet. It was We weren't worried about them because they, right from, right from the get-go, we knew things were going to go well with them. Um, Tyler set up three races that were just unbelievable, a Tyler Felice. Um, uh, watching Simon at Vento and, and all these guys, you know, everybody, like I said, Kate was, like Kate said, everybody contributed, you know. We weren't so worried about the boys, but we had no idea the girls were going to win. We figured we would score points, do a little damage. We turned Tilly loose on a few relays and had some fun. And, you know, was it was coming down to the, the sprint medley, we looked at each other and we said, I, I added the points up. I said, they're going to win. If she wins this race, they're going to win the meet. It's like, no. I was like, yeah, they're going to win. <laughs> when you say turn her loose, what do you mean? Tilly is like a Tasmanian devil in a box. Um, Tilly, Tilly is, uh, 
she is. Would she agree with this if you, if she were here? No, she'd be making faces at me. She'd be very angry with me right now. Um, Tilly is one of the most amazing runners I've ever coached. Um, she just has that. You put her on the track, she just does not want to lose. And what she did in the state relays was nothing short of amazing. She listened to us, which is not par for the course. <laughs> and she uh, she ran her races exactly how she was supposed to run. She ran hard when she needed to. And she, you know, she came away with three victories and, and toughed it out and got up and ran a four by four at the end. And, you know, they won, which was. So that brings us to our next question. Like with you talking about Tilly and Brian, when do you know you have an athlete with uh, potential, like as a coach? To be that good. and to Like break. you know that they're going to go places in Both, college. Well, using these two as an example, Brian and Tilly, we, we've been watching them for five years literally because they've been running all these crazy races and you know and and they just always end up in the top two or three and Tilly just never lost I mean she is just amazing but like I said when you see how they race that's part of it and then how they develop as as athletes as they train and they bring the rest of the team with them they you know it's it's not it's not a bit just about them they you know, they're not out there every day just training. They want to train their teammates, too. And that makes all the difference in the world. And that's why the team is, is as good as it is. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what it comes down to. You know, they are just, you know, they're both super athletes. And they're not the only ones on the team. Because there's other kids on the team that are running with them and, and starting to get really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we have jumpers and throwers that are amazing. I mean, you have one of the best sophomores in the country on this team, whether you realize it or not, in the shot put. Uh, is that uh, Heisman? Josh, Josh yeah. Heisman. He's Josh okay. is unreal. Through 51.9, I believe. 54.9. Or 50, 54.9, excuse me, 54.9. Um, I think he's ranked 10th in the country as a sophomore. Um, but, like, he is getting better all the time. Mm-hmm. And you'll be reading about him. Not in just, years to come. like yeah, in, not, By the end of this year, you'll be reading on him not just on a state level. You'll be reading about him on a national level. The kid's mm-hmm. amazing. But, I mean, these are the this is who's on our team now. You know, we're, we're blessed with those kind of athletes. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I feel like if, I mean, if you don't know about track or cross country, people tend to overlook people that like the shot put or like the jumpers because <laughs> you just don't think about it. Like, oh, they run. Okay, but it's not really the same thing. <laughs> like you were talking about Tilly never losing. Yeah. I never ran cross country for my Catholic school, like grammar school, but a lot of my friends did. And they would come back to school the next day and be like, Tilly won again every time and so I was like when I we started hearing about her last year I was like that's the girl that everyone lost to yeah that's her and then then Brian on the other hand Brian never won yeah because there was a couple of kids in there that were just freaking phenomenal as because they trained really hard and, and we're not really believers of training that hard when you're that young his Number one goal, I know right from day one, was, okay, this guy's never going to beat me again. I'm not leaving names out. And this guy's never going to beat me again. And they haven't. And, um, you know, and that's just the way he is, you know. You have anything to add with that? <laughs> uh, he's completely right. There's, there's just like, it's just the way my mind thinks. I'm just a very competitive person. And it's just, I just keep looking at, um, like, fast times and whoever's running this. And I'm like, that's going to be me next. And I just don't let any other person beat me to it like uh, I'm very very competitive and it runs in my family I think you need to be competitive to be really good 
Which you are, so. I feel like that's an asset. Yeah, so, um, you wanna? Yeah, so the next question we have is, what do you love about running? Like, we kind of touched on it a little, but what kind of drew you to it in the beginning, and what made you stay with it? Was there some feeling that you had, or? I didn't have a choice. (laughs) I was from a family of, of athletes, and my brother held several records at CBA. Another one of my brothers was a really phenomenal distance runner. Um, I heard about all my other brothers who were how fast they were. I heard about how fast my dad was, but I did not have a choice. So it was just, I got to, I ran in St. Catharines and when I got to CBA, it was just like, okay, you're on the track team. I'm like, no, I want to wrestle. They're like, no, you're on the track team. So, <laughs> so, um, and it, it worked out for me. I mean, fortunately I had a coach who saw my potential and made me do things I never thought possible. You know, and that's for me anyway. But I don't know how crazy got started here. But <laughs> um, I really like that running can be anything that you want it to be. You can go out and go. I, I go out sometimes and run an 11-minute mile, 12-minute mile. It doesn't really matter. And there are other days that I go out and run an 8-minute mile on the boardwalk. And you can use it for whatever you want. It can be an escape. It can be a stress relief. It can be something that you like to do competitively. It can be something that connects you with teammates. I started running because I like being in the woods and I like the idea of running around in the woods and I wound up being good at it. So I continued. It was always something that took me somewhere, whether it be competitively or just let me get out a lot of emotions that let me get out a lot of stress. And it's definitely helped me throughout my life. But What I really love about running now is more that I get to come out and coach and watch these kids do really well. And the more you get to share something that you really care about with others that really care about it, the closer that you're able to get to your team and the more you're able to relate to your team, both the boys and the girls, if they see how much you care about something and you're able to share that and bring that out in them, then it makes running a whole new thing for you. So we've been, we've been lucky that we were able to at least coach and do a lot of the things that we didn't, we threw out a lot of the things that we didn't like that was done to us. We were both overcoached. We were both, we both ran way too much. Um, we both ran way too many races. And we were able, hopefully, to translate that into a more fun program. I couldn't talk to my coach in high school. I was scared to death of him. I mean, you know, they joke around with me. They talk to me. Hopefully, you know, they will talk and they will come to us. And I, I like that. It's a lot more fun. You Th- know? Those are the memories that, like, yeah. if, you remember, if, yeah. if you remember, like, yeah. um, I know that I'm really close with, like, one of my instructors at my studio outside of, out of here for dance. And, like, knowing the fact that I could text her if I need something or that I can have this close relationship, which I'm sure you have with some of your athletes, like it just makes it all the better and it's the memories you have when you're leaving high school. Yeah, even if you don't plan on playing that sport in college or doing dance or theater anymore, you remember those moments more, even more than things that you won, I mean, at least in my experience, um, you remember that over those moments that you think you're gonna remember in the long run, I mean. You agree? I think that's true. Yeah. Well, um, these two, they're the nicest people ever, and 
just texting them. Like, you could text them about anything, and basically whether it's running-related or school or just basically life in general, they'll always respond, they'll always help you out, and they're always there for you. Um, it's just basically I, I always text um, Coach Cass about running and stuff, and it's just he'll always respond in a few minutes, and he'll always have the right answer, and he always knows what to do because he went through the same thing with his coaches, and he knows, knows what they did wrong, and he basically just is leading me into a, a better path. Mm -hmm. So going off of that, where do you see yourself in 10 years with running? You'll be out of high school, you'll be out, you'll be out, out of college. college. So what's the big picture for you in 10 years? I have no clue. I hope to just keep running, basically. I maybe get into running marathons. Bill Rose games. Yeah. <laughs> or just, just, just keep running in general, whether I'm competing or whether I'm just doing it for fun to stay in shape or I'm just coaching, maybe even coaching, coaching in a few years. Yeah. Never know. Following in Coach Lavender's footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still be here. <laughs> um, okay, so the next question is, who's faster, Tilly or Brian? Just a little. Brian. All right. It, we, if you, and I, I don't mean to be sexist, if you go from women to men, mm -hmm. yeah. it's her. All right, it's Tilly. Yeah. Tilly, yeah. Has, Tilly has a higher percentage of faster times. Um, don't ever tell her I said that, but it's, uh, but you can't compare the two of them though, because one, the year is not over because mm -hmm. yeah, he's just so getting rolling. And so is Tilly. Um, the times they're going to run this year, they're not even, they're not even close to. And as, as the year goes on, they're, they're both going to get really, really, really fast. And indoors is kind of a tough season. You do what you can and you get the times you can, but you never get the great times outdoors. They will roll. So, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun watching them. So you compared Tilly to a Tasmanian devil in a box. Was that correct? Oh, yeah. I call her a beast. Okay. Yeah. But so now that's just, I just want to know, what do you compare Brian to? Ah, uh, Brian is more like. And feel free to jump in with, if you agree with this or not. Uh, Brian's, yeah, but Brian's more like a slow burn. Um, Brian's more like a uh, light, the, light the fuse on a hand grenade and. And when the gun goes off, he sees red. And that's, you know, what I mean by that is, like, I always tell kids, you know, you got to make the track your world. And let me tell you, when the gun goes off for a lot of these kids, they are not in this world. They are on the track, they are competing, and it is theirs. And he's definitely one of them. So, I mean, he's, he's a lot different from Tilly. Tilly's a little more volatile. Um, Tilly will let you know when she's mad at you or around you or all of us or... But, <laughs> but he's Brian's a little more diplomatic about it when he gets mad at us. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> um, has there ever been a time in your life where you were kind of uncertain if you wanted to keep running? Is there like a moment where you're like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this? Oh yeah, tons of times. I think for everybody here, yeah. and probably people on our team who have just been like. I think running's a thing that you have a love-hate relationship with. It's very easy to get sick of it. It's very easy to get bored with it. But um, I wanted to quit several times in college. My college coach was rough. He was um, an Olympian, a very well-respected coach, and somebody um, who I respected as well. Um, I trained under Matt Centrowitz. His son is the 1,500-meter gold medalist from two Olympics ago. Yeah. Um, so obviously very 
very talented coach, um, very good coach. It just, it, it was rough running in college and something that I, I did want to do. Um, but I almost quit several times in college and I, I had been sick of it a good number of times. But there's something inside of a runner that <laughs> even if you give it up for like a little bit, you always kind of come back to it. It's some kind of mentality. It becomes a part of you. And I think yeah. that there are also plenty of people who I have coached that have wanted to quit and they haven't because they, you feel an allegiance to your team, but it's also an allegiance to yourself. And especially I've noticed for myself when I'm not running, I get a little bit more anxious. I'm not. It's very testy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get a little bit more anxious. I get a little bit more restless, and I feel like I'm not connected to my thing. So I don't think that I could ever really quit. See, but that was a great question, though, because that's one of the reasons why we give the kids breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the, our, first thing, our first thing we do at the end of a season is you're off for two weeks or whatever. You don't want them to burn out. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I mean, we, I, I know all about burning out. I don't run anymore. <laughs> and and for good reason. I mean, doing my back and everything else, it's not worth it for me. But I still loved what I did. But I still also am able to pass it down. But like I said, we we make sure to tell them when to, there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a runner right now who's who's on the shelf because he did too much. And you know, it takes time. You know, it really does. You have to be careful. On top of that, too, it's like basically injury will basically make you want to quit but mm-hmm. also it, it drives you to come back faster where you need to be patient like those two weeks off are great things when you have injuries or you're starting to feel an injury coming on like you need those like um one of our one of my teammates is injured right now and he's it's hitting him almost like a little bit mentally because he wants to be out there he wants to be competing and it's just hard because he's kind of sidelined a little bit and but it's just the drive of competition and basically wanting to win, that just, you want to keep running. Before we get into our last question, I just have a question for the coaches, and you can chime in if you want. Um, Who, and you're allowed to name drop, who are the athletes besides Brian and Tilly to watch for this season and the spring season if they're, I don't know, if it's the same. Just like, who are the athletes to watch for? Yeah. That we should. Uh, you can watch. Uh, Simon Advento. Simon Advento. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Tim, Heisman. Josh Heisman, especially. Tim Clayton. Definitely. Um, um, I think Joe Francolino is going to have a lot, of, a lot to offer and a lot to say about the end of this year with his speed. Um, Fiona. Fiona. Fiona Olsen. Fiona Olsen is just, oh, my God. Really good freshman. amazing athlete. This mm-hmm. kid is a freshman, and she's that on we the have. Uh, Shonda O'Keefe oh, is, yep. is is jumping well, and she's another fantastic athlete. I think Sean Swennerton also has a lot. It's going to be his last season in the spring as a senior, and I think yeah. he's really he's really I mean, ready to go. Yeah. I mean, we say we say those names, and like what happens is what's the greatest part about coaching is like I can give you ten names, and then three weeks from now there'll be three more on that list mm-hmm. who we have never heard of, didn't understand all of a sudden they started to, to run or to jump or to, to really, really get good. And that's what's, what's really getting fun about this. Mm-hmm. Well, we're just asking so that, like, we know for future, like, who did. 
Yeah, who yeah. to watch? Who to watch for? Yeah, yeah, we'll be watching. Oh yeah, he definitely will be. <laughs> and the best thing about co- for me at least, the best thing about coaching is, it's not just the top runners. You get to see amazing things happen with some of the kids on the team who you really didn't think were going to progress as quickly as they they did. The nicest compliment we were ever given was a co- one of our parents came up to us a couple years ago and he said, "Look, you know, he said, I don't know how you do it." And I'm like, "Do what?" He goes, "How you guys coach?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "You guys coach from the bottom." Yeah. He goes, now, other accelerator programs have to coach from the top because there's 20 animals going after the, the one spot. We don't have that. I don't know where my next 410 miler is coming from. Mm-hmm. So we coach from the bottom, and it works up, and that works for us. Yeah. It I've also makes it a lot that. more fun for everybody, yeah. too. I've yeah. always coached from, from the bottom. We have to, yeah. Yeah, but that's us, you know. Okay. okay. Our last question. So our show is about the power potential. Um, how do you think cross country and track can help students achieve more in their lives outside the classroom and in the classroom? <laughs> I have a group text that is from the guys I ran with that are most of them are my year and a few of them beyond. I graduated in 1979. That was, you know, when the dinosaurs were around. Um, we still talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my father passed away, my entire cross country team was there. Uh, these things, these bonds you make, they don't, not that they don't happen in other sports, but let's face it, when you're out there running 400 miles through a summer with guys and girls and you're racing and you're going through all this crazy stuff, you're winning state championships, you don't forget that and you don't forget those people. And that drives you through your life, you know, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, I I totally agree with everything that, Pete said, but I think that it gives you a self-confidence. It gives you something to work for. It lets you know that you are capable of doing things, that you're capable of working with a team, Um, especially cross-country and track. I think that it gives you a sense of grounding, and it really, when you're out there on a long-distance run with with four or five, six people, or you're on a short interval workout and you have a core group of guys or girls just really giving it your all, you not only have time to really reflect on, on what you're doing on the distance runs, but also feel like you're totally connected with something. And those teammates don't leave you. I actually have three teammates who are coaching now um, from my actual team here that are coaching at other high schools, cross country and track. So it's something that you carry with you. Personally, it's cross country and track has given me a lot. It helped me to recover after my father passed away. It really it brought me a lot of joy. It brought me a lot of relief. It it let me connect with a lot of people who I probably never would have met. Um, it's also helped me professionally. I am able to I coach here and I work at two colleges where I'm able to take the lessons that I've learned coaching and also running and bring that into the classroom and I'm able to help any adults, anyone from the age of 19 into to their 30s know that there's more to life than just career and academics and whatever that you have to find the joy and, and coaching and running has always brought me that joy. So I think that it can do that for anybody. Yeah, running basically just creates, like, a special bond. Like, I'm experiencing it firsthand. Um, just, like, the people I run with, 
they're my best friends, and, like, they're always there for you. We're always hanging out together. We're always supporting each other, and we want, like, the best of each other, whether it's in the classroom or it's running, and we'll, we'll never keep pushing each other. That's why it's such a strong bond, and that's why we're actually getting really, really good. That's why, like, this indoor championship that we're going to have at um, the end of February is going to be really special because we're probably the clo one of the closest teams competing there. And we're all going to be on each other about doing our workouts correctly, running our best, and just basically pushing each other to, to our limits. Well, that was our last question. So thank you guys so much for being on this episode. It was a pleasure to have Thanks you. Thanks for having us. And we want to say congratulations to Tilly O'Connor for shattering a school record in the 1600 meter and beating her personal best time too, and also being chosen for Junior of the Year for the Track Coaches Association. And congratulations to you, Brian, for being named All-County. Um, Coach Lavender, Coach Costagonde, congratulations to both of you for an amazing season and for your dedication to St. Rose. Thank you. Thank you all for being on the Power Potential podcast, and thank you to everyone for listening to this episode. If you liked what you heard, please like our show and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Samantha Golding. And I'm Mariana Simon. Until next time. Thank thanks for, thanks for, for listening. listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Power of Potential podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Subscribe to hear past and future episodes. Learn more about St. Rose by visiting our website at srhsnj.com. 